following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello. Hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radioland, from the home office in Memphis, Tennessee. Thank you for uh, dialing in, tuning in, streaming, downloading, whatever whatever it is that you do. Episode 344 is what this is. After making some um, some adjustments here to my uh, to my uh, studio setup here, as I move my stuff around, uh, I, I've been uh, I've been I've been working here in the studio. Uh, <laughs> Studio A, the the home office. I I, uh, I I haven't talked a whole heck of a lot about it, but I have uh, I I am a I'm a voice actor for uh, various audiobook uh, producers, uh, writers, uh, companies that distribute them, and, and things like that. And um, uh, you know, you're, we're all having to work from home, and we're you know we're having to do different things. So I've had to make a few adjustments here. So this this show's probably going to sound a little bit different. And I tell you. <laughs> I'm an idiot. Uh, I I went through uh, my my system here at the house, the computer system that I use, and you know it's um it's not a it's not a high dollar rig by any means. I mean it's it's a it's a it's a computer system that I built, uh, quite frankly, and uh, uh, I, I had to do some tinkering and I, <laughs> late last night, uh, which by the way uh, today being the thirteenth uh, of September, it's a Sunday. Uh, I. <laughs> I God, I feel I feel kind of I feel stupid. I was sitting here making some adjustments to the to the you know to the output chain, if you will. It's like it's like that. It's like when you when you see those pictures that people put up on social media. Workflow, stop it. Um, but it was kind of like that. <laughs> Being the hypocrite that I am, I I was uh, I was going through the uh, audio settings here in uh, in my system, and I was. You know, kind of straightening things up, and I was like, I listened to stuff, and you know, I, I, you know, I don't have the best monitors in the world, but they're good. They do, they do what I needed to do. I, you know, you, I tell you what, I have felt like for the past, I must have been the past eight months, I must have been audio uh, editing audio uh, as though I, I might as well not have all been listening to it. It was, it was remarkable the changes that I had made. All of a sudden, wow. I can hear stuff now. I it's it's this is a little bit more of a truer sound to me. It hasn't changed for your end by any means, but it, but on my end, it's made a, an enormous difference. And I I was I was mystified by this uh, because I spent most of the night late last night watching various videos, which we'll get into here in a little bit, and uh, you know some television programs. I was listening to some music. I was like, wow, this is you know night and day difference, and. Um, yeah, uh, like I said, I feel kind of like a, I feel a bit foolish about it because here, I'll, here I was this whole time, you know, uh, not paying attention to what it was I was, you know, putting out there. And, uh, well, anyway, long story short, things are much better. <laughs> uh, oh my God. Uh, so, uh, any rate, uh, that's, uh, that's, that's really kind of what I, what I got from there. Aside from the fact that I saw a post uh, from our friend uh, Maddox over there at uh, the Heavyweight Chumps. You can find them Tuesday nights at radio-memphis.com, 10 p.m. Central Time. Uh, Maddox, Jason Maddox uh, put up a, uh, uh, he just he just put up a thing here a little while ago uh, re- from Loudwire. Uh, Loudwire is, uh, it's a music-based uh, site for news and things like that. 
and they, they, they do some, you know, they have some pretty interesting articles. And one of them here that just came out is about Facebook clarifying their live stream music policy. And we talked about it on the air at some point over at Radio Memphis. And it starts all October 1st. So, you know, consider this a little bit of breaking news for you if you happen to catch this here on uh, the day this is produced, the 13th of September of 2020. Facebook taking steps to limit the ability of bands to promote videos that will create a music listening experience for yourself or for others. And this also extends to Facebook Live which has been an especially popular avenue for live-streamed concerts in the pandemic. Well, yes, you've got a lot of full-time musicians that aren't working right now, so they're, you know, they're they're doing their show online and they're they're asking for tips and that kind of stuff. Well, the new terms of service is coming forth and uh, it says this. You may not use videos on our products to create a music listening experience. We want you to be able to enjoy videos posted by family and friends. However, if you use videos on our products to create a music listening experience for yourself or for others, your videos will be blocked and your page, profile, or group may be deleted. This includes live. That's what the original statement was. Well, you know, there were a lot of folks that just kind of stood around. What are you talking about, man? Come on, Zuck. What's up? What's up, buddy? So they clarified their statement, and it's this. We want to encourage musical expression on our platforms while also ensuring that we uphold our agreements with rights holders. These agreements help protect the artists, songwriters, and partners who are the cornerstone of the music community. And we're grateful for how they've enabled the amazing creativity we've seen at this time. Our partnerships and rights holders have brought people together around music on our platforms as part of our licensing agreements. There are limitations around that. The amount of recorded music that can be included in live broadcast or videos while the specifics of our licensing agreements are confidential. <laughs> Today, we are sharing some general guidelines to help you plan your music videos better. Music in stores, store, excuse me, music in stories and traditional live music performances, for example, filming an artist or band performing live are permitted the greater the number of full-length recorded tracks in a video, the more likely it may be limited Shorter clips of music are recommended. There should always be a visual component to your video. Recorded audio should not be the primary purpose of the video. These guidelines are consistent across the live and recorded video on both Facebook and Instagram and for all types of accounts, i.e. pages, profiles, verified and unverified accounts. And although music is launched on our platforms in more than 90 countries, there are places where it is not yet available. So your if your video includes recorded music, it may not be available for use in those locations. Uh-huh. <clears throat> yeah. They're uh, they're hold, they're holding it by the balls a little bit. Um they don't they don't want a musician to sit on their front porch anymore and perform an entire song. That's what I'm getting out of this. I know they're saying, well, oh, no, it's not always it's necessarily the case. No, they left the door wide open there. And I think it's I think it is a licensing issue. I think that's precisely what the problem is. And um, right now, I can tell you this, that there are people over at uh, places like MySpace that are looking at this going, you know what? All we have to do is rebuild the back end on this motherfucker. And we can we can uh, we can allow these musicians to go live on our side and perform their own material. Wouldn't that be sweet? <laughs> what, what, what? You could wind up in a position where you get kicked off for playing your own music. What the hell is that all about? That sucks balls is what it is. So if you're a musician and you're looking at that sort of thing, I'd, I, if I were you, I would start finding other platforms. You know, you can keep your Facebook page. Just tell everybody on Facebook that you're not going to perform on Facebook, but you're going to perform at a competitor's site. That's, you know, I think that's perfectly reasonable. 
Your mileage may vary, my friends. Yeah, that that it is. And since uh, it's about performance and show business, well, guess what this episode is all about? It's all an act, my friends. We'll get into it right up after this brief break. We'll see in 30 seconds right here. Excuse me. <laughs> From Radioland. The Broom Closet is your one-stop shop for all of your metaphysical supplies and gifts. We stock candles, herbs, gemstones, incense, salt lamps, and more. We also host monthly rituals and events for those looking to get together with like-minded people. And the Broom Closet is the only place you can get your cards read by me, Reverend Emily. I'm an ordained Wiccan minister and Reiki master. Book your next tarot reading and see what's in the cards for you. Discover conscious living and being connected to an awesome community. The Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop is located in downtown Memphis or visit our online store at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. The Broom Closet, where magic begins. Everything you see, everything you hear, everything you encounter in some sort of platform, whether it's the internet, whether it's television, radio, whatever the case may be, is a lie. Every every last bit of it. Hey, this too, yes, this is all a lie. (laughs) Well, not entirely. It's not too much into reality and I'll tell you why because I'm a performer I'm an artist I speak I'm a voice actor I'm a radio personality I am a uh, I don't know what you call a podcast host I guess is what you could say for whatever it is it's all it's all a charade a charade if you will it's it's an act that's how this works That's how a lot of this works. There are so many aspects of the industry of show business that uh, ferment that sort of thing. And that's sort of the point. You know, when you go to a movie or you watch a movie or a television show, what you're getting there is the actual act. You've got professional actors, those whom are getting paid for their work, to perform a script that was written by a scriptwriter, you know, you know what I mean. They're putting on this show for you. Of course, you know it's an act. You know, that's you, you don't believe that all of the people that you see on the big screen are actually that way. That's the innocence of a child. As interesting as that might be, but that's that's not the case. And we know that, and that's pretty obvious. Television shows are are the exact same thing. Um. Those of us that are in the improvisational world, like radio and this, this is no script into this. It's, yeah, we may be giving you information that is viable and real and legit, but it's the delivery of it. Have you ever noticed that? Have you ever paid close attention to how that kind of works? It's not about the reality of things. It's in the performance. It's in the the way somebody might look into the camera. Or the way somebody sits behind a microphone like I'm doing right now. Am I lying to you right now? No, not really. I can tell you because I was in television news for a long time. And that is it. Well, that's a, well, that's high on the list of acts. <laughs> that's up there with, that's not, that's not even act. That's bullshit is what that is. It's, it's a big, hot, steaming, festering pile of bullshit. And you know it. And those that sit there and they go, wow, I watched, the, I watched the news last night. And then they get pissed off about it. Well, don't watch it. They're being told stories that they're not getting the full picture of. Why? Because they're limited by the time that they have. Are they there to generate an audience that legitimately cares about the stories that, 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 you're, that, that they're telling you? 
Not really. No, they're doing it so they can get more people to tune in. And when they do, then, <coughs> pardon, then all of a sudden, they're selling more advertisement to show. Television news is known as infotainment. Infotainment. Look, if I want to know what the weather forecast is, I'm going to, I'm going to, I've got it in the palm of my hand. I got it on my phone. Same thing with, uh, with, uh, with anything else. It, sports. If you care about sports, you'll have watched the game for the most part. Not too much news to be happening around there. And right now, we, you know, we're living in this pandemic. We've got this election year that's coming around. We got all of this crazy stuff that is happening. And yet we seem to be drawn to it as though there's a reality to this. And the fact that the matter is, is, is it's not. It's, it's as old as the, as the industry itself. It really is. Music, for example, bands do, some bands do a remarkable job of pulling this together. By way of example, let me draw your attention to a rock band that was somewhat popular, <clears throat> known as Kiss. You know them. <clears throat> I almost said Gene Hackman, but no, they would have been better had it been Gene Hackman, but it was, of course, Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, and the, and the boys. It's an act. They put on this makeup. They sucked, so they cranked it up real loud, wore distracting costumes, and had a show. And it's a hell of a show. If you've, if you've never been to one, it's hard to describe. But it was this whole image of, oh, look how dangerous these guys are. Nah, there were just a bunch of Jews out of Brooklyn that were look, you know, they were looking for, you know, something to do. They were they were about as they were about as dangerous as your mailman. I mean, that's just that's about, about all it was. But it was the image, and that's the key. That's the whole key to it. It's the image that is being portrayed. I, I, I mentioned it because there's a, there's, a, there's a band now that I've, I've gone down the rabbit hole. I'm not going to go too deep with it uh, with you on this program. I'll save it for another time. I'll, and I'll certainly leave it up to you to, to do your own investigation. But I'm talking about the band Ghost. Um, they're a Swedish metal act. It's, using the word metal is a little weird uh, with this act. It's, and, and it's, it's kind of hard to describe it. They're what Kiss should have been. I'll put it to you that way because it involves actual musicians. People who can actually play their own instruments and actually sing their stuff. I don't know. There's Kiss fans out there going, oh, you suck. No, I'm being a realist. Uh, Ghost uh, has this whole vibe about being, quote unquote, satanic. So they have to create this, this image of being dangerous. Look out. Ghost is in the house. Lock up your kids. Lock up your daughters. Lock up your wives and throw away the keys because ghost is in town and they're going to come. They're going to tear They're going to turn you into devil worshipers. <laughs> and it's and it's bullshit. It's a it's 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 a remarkable effect of it. I'll tell you that uh, because it, it, this band is, is drawn this huge division in, 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 in the public eye. Actually, a couple of divisions. There's some that go, oh, they, oh man, these guys are really good. This is interesting metal music. They won, they won a Grammy for it. They won two, I think. Uh, for, they won for best metal. <laughs> and you've got metal fans that sit there. I'm laughing because I know how people are about this, and I, and I like to be the one that instigates this. There, there are these metal fans who will sit there and they'll listen and go, oh, this, this is not, this is not metal. What is this? This is not, this is disco with ABBA. I mean, it's, like there's a difference, but, but I mean, there's some of those elements. There's a lot of elements. Check out the song faith. Yeah. I, there, there's religious undertones in all the stuff that they do coming from the dark side and the upside down crosses. 
not realizing that it was, uh, was it Peter? One of the disciples of Christ who was crucified, was crucified upside down. Uh, you know, I, <laughs> but the, the imagery and it's, and it's, it's so cartoony is a good way to put it, but it's done in such a very clean, almost sterile type of perfection. This is a band who, quite frankly, the more I listen to, the more I adore. I really do like them. They're, like I said, they're very different. And I, and it can draw, and I'm sure there'll be people that'll be bitching about that, but you know, so, so be it. <clears throat> my tastes are my own. Uh, if they happen to line up with yours, that's, you know, okay, great. If not, that's fine too. That's, there's a lot of things out there that I don't like. And when it comes to current music that is out there on the, on, I'm talking about on the large scale. Yes. I, you know, I'm, I'm at a radio station. We don't play any ghost music because they're not from Memphis in the mid South. They're from Sweden. They'd probably be better off fitting in around the world. <laughs> Nevertheless, they're too big. They're 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 a big deal. They don't need our help. So the 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 divisions there are, you know, well, it's not even metal music, man. What can you even talk about that? And then you've got the other people that go, oh my God, they're 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 talking about the devil. Well, that's that goes hand in hand with metal music. It's been that way for eons. <clears throat> These are the same people that don't have a problem listening to 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 a Blue Oyster Cult. Now let me tell you something. <laughs> You ain't talking about evil. That Buck Dharma, I tell you what, he's... <laughs> These guys are about as evil as a fog hat show. <clears throat> there is... There's no two ways around this. It's all by design. If you really just scratch the surface of this and pay a little bit of attention as to what's going on, instead of just what the band did, which was created, you know, a, a bunch of music and they, and they just, you know, and the image that goes with it and just unloaded it onto the public as if it was just no big deal. And for the most part, it was no big deal. And then there were people that really kind of got into it and they go, Oh my God, the, the imagery here is, well, that's kind of evil, but that's, that was sort of the point, isn't it? That wouldn't that what rock and roll was always, you know, hell it started with the blues. Oh, you over there playing that devil's music, boy, you're going to get into some trouble with that. You kids in your rock and roll, you devil worshiping, you slaying people and shit. What the hell? <laughs> Why do you have a pentagram on the stage? What are you summoning up over there? <clears throat> it's an act. It's all one big act. And it, and it worked perfectly for them. And it still does. Because their diehard fans are mostly Catholics, I've learned. <laughs> Which is the funny thing about this to me. This is one of the more amusing. They know this. The band knows this. The guy that put it all together is a fellow by the by the name of Tobias Forge, and he knows how to sell it too. And it, and it's uh, it's funny. It's just so funny to me because there are all of these. I mean, serious. You know, diehard Catholics and Christians and you know people of faith, and they go, "Oh, did you mention Ghost? Oh." I've got all of their albums. And it's, it's like, it's the way a Baptist might feel about having a having a, a glass of whiskey. Catholics are like, oh, are you kidding me? I love Ghost. And it's so, it's so amusing to me about this because Tobias, who portrays a character, a series of characters over time, it's a long story, but, you know, um, they lean into Catholic iconography quite heavily. And it's the dark stuff. And if you really delve into some of the Catholicism, I mean, the real deal Catholicism, you know, and you spend around, spend a little bit of time in any one of these Catholic churches and you just look around, 
you know, no one has to explain anything to you. When you look around and you see the things that are happening in there, it's like, I mean, on the walls and the, and the imagery and the, the stories that get, that get told and you go, wow, this is, uh, this is some heavy duty stuff. Well, of course it is. It's a, it's all, it's what it was for. It's what it was designed to do. You know, it was, it, it's, it's like the difference between the, uh, uh, the the Old Testament God and the New Testament God. It's two different, two vastly different individuals. The Old Testament God looks like a like a corporate headhunter. He shows up in a three piece suit and a briefcase and a pair of really bad fitting sunglasses. And the New Testament God's more like this hippie thing that, that that Jesus was really more about. You know, Birkenstocks, long hair, smells of patchouli, wearing a tie dye, and you know, and a Grateful Dead shirt. You know, and he's got you know he's got his peace sign going. Totally different deal. <clears throat> And then out comes these these musicians that are playing into all of this stuff, and they're and they're doing this, they're doing this to sell records, and they're doing this to sell tickets. And right right up until the pandemic happened, they were doing a fine job of it, and and they'll continue on, they'll they'll they'll, they'll do it, and it'll <laughs> it's uh, their I think their last album is is every record is sort of thematic, and I think the last one deals with. Uh, Oh God, was it? Uh, I think it's the is is it the plague? I think right. That's one of them. I'm sure. Anyway, it's I haven't delved too far deep into it, but I, enough to know that I like what these guys are doing, and I like the reactions. That's the key. That's the thing that I look for in my end of show business. That's the thing that I look for. I want to see how the public reacts to things. I've said this a million times, and I and I tell the young artists that come around, you know, if you. If you want to know the secret, the money-making secret to show business, you have to give your audience something they've never seen nor heard before. That's it. There's no other way around it. That is the absolute answer to all of your problems. Give your audience something they have never seen nor heard before. I mean, come on. Pardon. Devil Rock? Have we... is it new? Hell no, it's not new. It's been around forever. Costume rock, same thing. Musicianship, yeah, that's debatable. But these guys are pretty good at it. They've got to be so good at it. There's a lot of big, big time musicians out there that have always wanted to be a part of a set or a show with the with the band because the band's all all anonymous. Nobody knows who's who's in the band. I don't mean there was some there was some a couple of question marks and it was just it, it was just cre- it creates this thought it creates this uh, this this fun little experiment until one of the stories leaked out that dave grohl actually sat in on a show as one of the anonymous members of the band yeah and if you're a true ghost fan you'll know the show i know it i i do i'm not gonna spoil it for you i'll let you figure that one out on your own because that's what they do they leave this <clears throat> this little trail of breadcrumbs for you to follow and they get into this whole thing about you know what what you know what it is that they're doing. So it's not just so much the music that you can just sit there and listen to and, and enjoy, but the, all the stories that go with it. It's the weaving of the narrative. It's the creation of the character and story. Well, that sounds familiar. What is this? What are we talking about here? I'll tell you what. It's, it's an act, people. <coughs> it's a complete and total act. Every bit of it. And everything that you see and hear and consume in some type of fashion is all the same. It's just those that are being able to do it at a at a different a different way that is creative. Don't you think? 
Because the more creative you are, the more you're going to have a larger audience about these sorts of things. And that's that's kind of where it's at, man. It's one of the more awesome things in the world to come out with a gimmick that works. Because you know when you're sitting there coming up with it, you're going, oh, this will never work. This is complete bullshit. Who's going to buy into the whole devil thing? It's dumb. Dude, Kiss did it. Did you think Kiss had anything to do with the actual physical act of love? No. Knights in Satan's service. Hello, Kiss fans. Where are you? <clears throat> they just never openly broadcast it that way. But that's but that's what it was. I mean, come on. They were monsters in costume up there. You spend any time around Gene Simmons, you know what kind of a monster he really is. But here's here's why I, I talk about this because yeah you know, yeah we get it and you have you have a choice as a human being you can choose to like this or not it depends on what turns your crank you know oh these guys are really good but I don't know about the whole devil thing or these guys are pretty good I don't know about the look there's a lot of Christian rock out there that quite frankly blows it just doesn't have any punch to it it all sounds the same it's like it's like the pop country crap that's been coming out of Nashville here for the you know past what twenty years thanks Garth Brooks that stuff. Sure, it sells records, but it's boring. There's no flash to it. There's nothing happening. There's no substance. It's all throwaway stuff. People that are fans of that music could not tell you what that number one hit was of that genre from two years ago. They can't do it. I can't because I don't follow it, and I don't really care. But the true fans of it, you'd think they would, but they cannot. But that's what that brings me to this whole reason why I brought this up, because, yeah, for the most part, we understand that it's an act. You know, when you when you start you start opening up your eyes to the fact that everything around you and everything that you're seeing, and especially in, in broadcast, is without a doubt an act, you start to get a clearer picture of just how much bullshit is out there. And the problem now becomes why is it bleeding over into reality? To the extent that it has in the past, it's always been, okay, we've always kept the, you know, our art separate from our reality. We've always done that. And it's, and one has always been a reflection of the other in certain aspects in way, shape or form. But now we, it's all gotten completely out of hand. You know, you've got conspiracy theorists that are just running amok out there that are just, you know, this whole QAnon bullshit as though that was some sort of a real thing. And it's just, it's, it could not have been more poorly written. It's it's as bad as the Batman trilogy with Christian Bale. It's it's I know people go, what? What are you talking about? Like the first one was good. Second one. OK, third one sucked. <laughs> but that's that's the deal. That's what I'm getting at here. <coughs> that's the whole point. The QAnon thing, as such as a weird fantasy f- fictional thing that it is, you couldn't sit down and script that out. Well, I mean, I suppose you could if you had. That, but nobody would buy into it if that you couldn't put that on film as some sort of a fictional story and people go, oh, that was awesome. Ah, that's I could see where that could probably happen. Nobody would buy into that, but the, because it's bled over into mainstream media, and I and I, and that's not even a, a an accurate sense anymore because there is no mainstream media. It's just media. It's mainstream doesn't mean anything anymore because it's all mainstream. Think about it. All of it is is mainstream. People are using Facebook as a legitimate source of information. I did it at the, at the top of the show, but it also, I made sure to point out that it pointed to a story from a, another source that is legitimate as well. But so there's no, there's no mainstream media anymore. 
Because it's all it's all a charade. Every last bit of it is. It's an act. And when you understand that, it helps to be able to sort through it. That's the key. You're not going to escape it. It's not going to be any different. Walter Cronkite's dead. He ain't coming back. Dan Rather's out of the business. And he can sit there and bitch, whine, and moan all he wants to from his little old man perch or whatever it is that he's doing. But it's not going to change the fact of the matter is that the toothpaste is out of the tube. We're sitting here now trying to sort out all of this ridiculous amounts of bullshit that exist out there in a fashion where we can consume it in a way that's not as sickening. You know what I mean? And it's easy to do when you understand that all of it, every last bit of it is an act. Hell, even the writers have gotten into it. And I'm talking about newspaper writers, man. They bury the lead like it's a thing, man. All the longer we keep them on the website, the more ads we can serve them. That's the whole point. It's not like they it's not like they bought in to get it. It's like what we talked about before about having a subscription type uh, base of anything. I mean, there's there's right now a lot of people that have about had it with uh, with Netflix because they keep raising the rates and they're, they're still serving up shit. I mean, there's a whole heck of a lot to just deserve that. I mean, that's just dumb. <laughs> it's just it's dumb on so many different levels. Mark Marin learned a, a pretty interesting lesson about uh, subscription based podcasts. Hey, people don't want it. They don't want it. Oh, we we love you, Mark. Just not nineteen ninety nine a month. Love you. You know what I mean? Or however much it was. It may have been twenty bucks a year for all I know. It doesn't matter. They're all trying to clamor for that easy that easy money instead of going the way, the way that it really should have been about, which was advertisement. And that's that's fine because most audiences just tend to tend to deal with it. Hell, why do you think Facebook is free? <laughs> you know. <laughs> Two reasons, advertisement and your information. That's that's the commodity. You are the commodity of Facebook. You are the commodity of Instagram and Twitter. It's the same thing all the way across the board. So when you, when you are sorting through your news and you're sorting through your feeds and you're seeing these things, the Facebook watch thing, oh my God. When I open up my app on the phone, the Facebook app on my phone, it defaults to that, I think. <clears throat> and and there's some stupid prank video that starts it off. It's a high, fairly high quality production, I guess. And they had, and, and they have the clickable little link that says the blonde woman never saw it coming. And you, and you and you you can kind of see how things are starting to shape up. And it's like I, I got suckered into it the first time. It's like wow, that's that's 20 minutes of my life I'll never get back. And it was a predictable punchline, and it was awful. And now I just kind of, you know, once you get bit, you just you move along. But it's an act. That's all it was. It was an act designed to keep you somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's no different in television, radio, this show, to a certain extent. I mean, come on. Do you really think I'm like this in public? <laughs> Some people think I am. Um, I mean, I can be. I certainly can. I mean, I have, I have that ability. This is about as real of me as you're getting. Sure. You know, the stuff that we that we do with the cameras, like with the uh, kitchen show and that's shot here. It's this shot here at my home, the home that I share with my wife shot here. You only see the kitchen. We there were shooting in the dining room for a bit, but that all kind of goes away. But uh, yeah, it's all it's all entirely in the kitchen because I don't have a problem with that. But beyond that, we shouldn't be much anywhere else. I mean, come on, it's let's <laughs> not be ridiculous because I don't want to shatter the illusion because it's all, it's all an act. Remember that next time you are clicking through something and you're reading some story and you think that you've got a handle on what it is that's going on in this world. And, and in reality, you don't. 
You're not getting the full picture. You never will. I don't care how, not mainstream, how middle of the road your news source is. It doesn't matter one iota what it is. You don't know. You don't know all the facts. You don't know all the answers. The reporters don't know all the, uh, the, the answers. They don't have all the questions, for God's sake. They're still trying to sort everything out. But don't be fooled by the flowery writing, because as I mentioned at the, at the very beginning, and it's the title of this episode, listen, brother, you're being fed a line of bullshit, and it's all an act, and you got to learn how to solve it and figure it out for yourself. Because you don't want you don't want to get bit, do you? You don't want to be in a position where it's like, oh, I didn't think of it that way because you know, shit. Rick was right. It is an act. Wizards is Corona Free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. Must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus, so we should all stay home to lower the risk for everyone. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part, because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. As we all sit around here, you know, washing our hands, wearing our masks, and, you know, waiting this thing out. <laughs> the, the question comes to mind. What's life going to be like after this is all said and done with? And, 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 and what's going to happen to our level of trust in the media? It's already been shattered. Uh, there's no there's no two ways around it. Um, and, and you know, as we mentioned last week about the mainstream, whatever that, that may be. And then, of course, guys like us, you know, we're... The, the fact of the matter is, and this is not hyperbole by any means or any any blowing of anyone's horn or of anything, really, for that matter. But I'm, quite frankly, a little more honest with my news and delivery of it to you people than than most everything else that's out there. And what do I gain to benefit from that? Nothing, really, except a clean conscience. Oh, oh, wait, oh, wait, you mean we could come out of a pandemic with a clean conscience for a change? Holy shit. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, Search the show in iTunes, Player.fm, Stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or TuneIn. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. Right, you heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, as for that, that's it. I'm done. Um, I got, I've been running late. The show's coming out late. I got shit to do. I've got in my in my refrigerator in my living room. Of which you'll never see unless you've been here physically. I have a I have a bar in my living room. Really? You have a bar? <sighs> wow. It's a necessity during these times of uncertainty and <laughs> plague. <laughs> yeah. Look, look, I, I let's let's let me make no two bones about this. This is perfect season type of situation for a guy like me. I'm digging this. I, I've talked about it before. I know, uh, but I, I do. I do have a bar. I, I have a bar in my home, and, and and there's a sink in there. Hell yeah, there, there better be. I have tap, you know, uh, uh, pull handle tap beer. You know, oh yeah, yeah. Built it myself. Saved a bunch of money doing it. You know what I'm saying? Had it out. It's been there for years. And there's also a little bit of refrigerator. You know, a small like a dorm size fridge. 
And right now, sitting in there, as we speak, are two 40-ounce glass bottles of Colt 45 malt liquor. And I am looking forward to uh, uh, you know unscrewing the cap on them and enjoying them later, <laughs> because it's been it's just it's just what's that's just what it is. <clears throat> I enjoy. Don't get me wrong. I really do enjoy bringing levity and uh, maybe some information and stuff. At least, if anything, you know my my real goal is to is to is to get get you folks to think. For yourselves to think about things and just open up the open up the mind just a little bit and go, wow, I never really thought of it from that perspective. That's really the only thing I do. I'm not out to piss off anybody at all, uh, which is really, I know, kind of a wrong way to do things, because it's been said, if you're not pissing somebody off, you're not getting anything done. Uh, And that's that could be to a point, you know, um, you know, we'll see. But if I can at least impart onto you a little bit of information that allows you to to go and look and search forward for more, it, you know, there's there's a million sources that are out there to find the things that that turn your crank and to find the things that are that you find interesting in your world because that's that's the point. Now, how did I go from malt liquor to that? I don't know, but I can tell you there is. There is a slice of me. There's a slice of my personality. There's a slice of my life that absolutely will insatiably crave malt liquor. Why is this? Because it's like the worst beer in the world. It's not even, well, I guess technically it is beer, but it's not, it's not, it's malt liquor. It's, it's a higher alcohol content type of thing. And I get a craving for it. And you know where that comes from? It came from my mother. She gave that to me. <laughs> there, there was there was a time I remember as a young adult, my mother sent me out to a store to get something. I forget what it was. Something it was like a can of cream of mushroom soup or something stupid. And she said, "Bring us back a forty of malt liquor." Uh, and I was like, oh, "What?" <laughs> I never looked at my mother the same way. You know. Little meek little white girl from, you know, northeast Texas, west, west northwest Louisiana up there off the Cadillac Lake in the swampy over there, you know. Just, she, well, she had, you know, she had a pet raccoon. There is that, I know. Uh, you know, she, there's, there's a photograph of her in the family album of her as a little girl holding a gigantic bullfrog by the by the hind legs. But, uh, but yeah, I'll just tell go get us some malt liquor, will you? I, <laughs> sure sat down in the kitchen she pulls out two glasses and she says sometimes son there are things in this world that when you crave them you must have them and malt liquor is it and i don't drink it often but when i do i enjoy the hell out of it and that's going to be what i'm doing this evening i suggest you do something similar to the same and be cool and be sweet and be nice and take care of yourselves and take care of each other and for god's sake stop shooting people okay i'm rick cheddar And this has been from Radioland. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For bookings and other inquiries, you can write the show by sending an email to Radioland at PirateRadioStudios.com. For more, go to Radio-Memphis.com. 